Welcome to St. David's for this, the fourth Sunday of the Easter season. We'd hope to have you with us for the live service Sunday afternoon, but uh, Adrian, our vicar, has got COVID, and Rob, who does the job of, well, controlling the technology, I think, uh, also has COVID, as have a number of people in the parish. So, sadly, this is a recording and maybe next week. Nevertheless, you're very welcome if you join us online. Yes, you can join us in person, but there are all sorts of reasons why it's good to be able to join us online, and you are welcome. We're going to have some readings and a comment, some prayer. But let me begin with the prayer for this week. Almighty God, whose Son Jesus Christ is the resurrection and the life, raise us who trust in him from the death of sin to the life of righteousness, that we may seek those things which are above, where he reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen.
The reading today is from Acts chapter 9, verse 36 to 43. In Joppa, there was a disciple named Tabitha. In Greek, her name is Dorcas. She was always doing good and helping the poor. About that time, she became ill and died, and her body was washed and placed in an upstairs room. Lydda was near Joppa, so when the disciples heard that Peter was in Lydda, they sent two men to him and urged him, Please, come at once. Peter went with them, and when he arrived, he was taken upstairs to the room. All the widows stood round him crying and showing him the robes and other clothing that Dorcas had made while she was still with them. Peter sent them all out of the room. Then he got down on his knees and prayed. Turning towards the dead woman, he said, Tabitha, get up. She opened her eyes and seeing Peter, she sat up. He took her by the hand and helped her to her feet. Then he called for the believers, especially the widows, and presented her to them alive. This became known all over Joppa, and many people believed in the Lord. Peter stayed in Joppa for some time with a tanner named Simon. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Reading from John 10, verses 22 to 30. Then came the festival of dedication at Jerusalem. It was winter, and Jesus was in the temple courts, walking in Solomon's Conondod. The Jews were there, gathered around him, saying, How long will you keep us in suspense? If you are the Messiah, tell us plainly. Jesus answered, I did tell you, but you did not believe. The works I do in my Father's name testify about me. But you do not believe, because you are not my sheep. My sheep listen to my voice. I know them, and they follow me. I give them eternal life, and they shall never perish. No one will snatch them out of my hand. My Father who has given them to me is great and all. No one can snatch them out of my Father's hand. I and the Father are one. This is the word of the Lord.
Father, help us to read Scripture and understand, and then to put our understanding into practice so that your kingdom may come and your name be glorified in our part of your world. Amen. That reading from the 10th chapter of John's Gospel is from a chapter which we know for the picture of the Good Shepherd and the flock that he cares for and tends. I don't know how you see that picture, but I struggle with the over-sentimentalisation of it. Brecon Cathedral has even got a stained-glass window where there is a picture of the Good Shepherd and some sheep. And the sheep, believe it or not, are pink. They are presumably washed and tinted and blow-dried for the occasions, rather as show sheep are in the Royal Welsh Show. It's not a realistic picture, and I don't think it helps us. On the other hand, the story of Peter and Tabitha is a lot more down-to-earth, and it shows us the flock, the Christian community, as a place for life and safety and service. Let me try and justify that. It's a good three points. Life. Peter does as Jesus had done. Jesus, three times during his ministry, had raised the dead. There was Jairus' daughter. There was the son of the widow at Nain, who was being carried out in his funeral when Jesus arrived. And, of course, there was Lazarus. Life is restored. And here, Peter restores life quite dramatically. But it was an exceptional picture of what was meant to happen spiritually and less dramatically in the flock as a matter of course. As people find faith and their place among the faithful, it really is finding life. It ought to be life-giving and people ought to be able to see that. So the flock is a place for life, but also for safety. It's always a good question to ask, why does God do this? And why does the gospel writer, who had limited resources, papyrus was not cheap, why does Luke record it? Tabitha's raising was a great encouragement for the Christian community one which would teach them about the resurrection. That's probably why we read it in the Easter season. It says important things about the goodness of God, reflected in a woman who used her opportunities to the full, as is shown by the grief at her loss. People were really sad to lose Tabitha. Perhaps we ought to make more of the goodness of God and recognise that the flock is meant to be a place of safety where we experience that goodness where the vulnerable can be sure of a welcome and of being handled with respect and gentleness. Each week in our worship 
we say words of thanksgiving. But I'm not convinced always that the significance of those words has sunk in so that we haven't quite become a community defined by our thankfulness. Just as Tabitha was a good thing in her community, so God is very much more so for us. And our thanksgiving needs to reflect that. And we need to be as keen for God to be among us as the poor wanted Tabitha back to help them. So a flock where there is life and where there is safety and yes, where there is service. Tabitha had a name for making clothes using her gifts. But look at Peter too. His leadership is very much endorsed here. Nobody can say he doesn't know what he's doing. Yet he acts only after prayer and he doesn't go on to say, ah, this is my party trick, I raise people from the dead. No, this miracle he doesn't repeat, at least as far as we know. Peter is learning that Christian service is not just a matter of keeping rules, certainly not just of avoiding doing the wrong things. Far from it, he has to be close to God to know what God is doing and to fit in and work with that. And when he does, well yes, it works miracles and it builds the community. The next chapter, yes, we'll come to that in a week or two, I think, we'll see him challenged to take the gospel to Gentiles, the Roman soldier Cornelius and his household. Peter's going to struggle with that. He's a good Jew, but he will hear and obey as the gospel goes forward in a new direction. And he is ready to be the person who takes it forward. The raising of Tabitha is a sensational story, and yet it's very realistic. Peter, as he gets it right, is less impulsive than he used to be. But he still has the courage to face up to a big challenge. The poor? The poor are apparently most concerned about their clothing supplies. Yet, somebody had the wit or the insight, or perhaps we ought to say the faith, to send for Peter and not to interfere. I wonder if it was the church wardens or the PCC. The picture we have is of a church where shepherding is happening. The flock is content and well cared for and flourishing. Oh, they're not perfect. Not everybody understands fully. Not everybody is completely signed up to the programme. But there is life and there is safety and there is service. That would be a wonderful picture to see in every Christian community. 
And it wouldn't be a bad agenda for us and others to look for and pray for and hope for. Father, as we give thanks for the resurrection of your Son, our Lord Jesus Christ, we pray for the Church throughout the world and here in our community. Bless those who lead congregations and teach the faith locally. Our Bishop John, Vicar Adrian, and his recovery from a nasty bout of Covid. Help us to rejoice in the good news of a living Lord and energetically to live as those who continue to learn, to serve and to share his love and grace with others. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Our diocesan cycle of prayer invites us to pray today for the Christians of Rwanda. They've been in our news recently, but they're still recovering from the tragedy of genocide among them and the challenges of an African church in a developing nation. As we pray for them, we're also asked to remember the Katug ministry area, which is ten churches around Crickhowell, extending to Bryn Mawr in the south and Clangunada in the west. We pray for them, their people, the whole flock and those who shepherd it. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. In a world where much is spoiled by human sin, we pray for the peace and justice that Jesus looked for. Help our no national and local politicians to understand what is needed and to work honestly for the good of all, and especially the poor, the weak and the vulnerable. Remember those, often forgotten, who are the victims of war, crime and oppression support the people of Ukraine and others in places of war. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. As we celebrate new life, we pray for those whose life is difficult 
or in crisis. We pray for those in debt, the addicted, and those who suffer from physical or mental illness, their own or someone else's. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Rejoicing with all who have lived by Christian faith in the past and looking forward to sharing with them in the eternal life of heaven, we pray for those who mourn and commend to your keeping those who have died. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Father, the resurrection of Jesus not only brings us the hope of life after death, but also the challenge of new life now. Help us to be part of the flock, to grow in love, in faith and in service. May your kingdom increase among us and through our lives spread out into our community. Merciful Father, accept these prayers for the sake of your Son, our Saviour, Jesus Christ. Amen. Thank you for joining us 
I hope this service has been helpful to you. Do feel free to get in touch. Uh, the vicar may be down, but there are other people in the parish, and we'd want to help you if we're able to do so. Other things are happening too. Uh, watch out for a fair coming up, and a lot of the normal activities of church starting and getting going as we come out of COVID. But for now, let me send you on your way. Almighty God, who through the resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ has given us the victory, give you joy and peace in believing, and the blessing of God Almighty, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, be amongst you and those whom you love, and remain with you always. Amen. Go in peace to love and serve the Lord. In the name of Christ, Alleluia, Alleluia, Amen.